What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And I am your host, Megan, and Suzanne, I believe, has been taken to the green room with Jesus already this morning. She's been a very naughty girl, and so we'll see when she chimes in. <laughs> and uh, in the meantime, you got me. You got me running this thing. So today we're gonna we actually did a spontaneous um uh topic based on last week where when we were talking about the uh six figure jail cell that, that that really what we ended up talking about was choice. And everybody was like, We need what we want a radio show on choice, so you asked for it, you got it, Toyota. So any noodle. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this because I feel like this has been probably one of the biggest challenges of my whole entire existence. Like I grew up in a Mormon family and uh, really uh, as the youngest of 14, um, there had been some that came before me that apparently didn't make pleasing choices. And so there was this huge pressure to choose the right choice. And, um, and for the most part, I didn't have the opportunity to make my own choices until I left home around 15. And, um, and <laughs> to uh, have a 15 year old on the loose making their own choices for the first time wasn't the best idea, I don't think for anyone. <laughs> Hi, darling. Hi, sweet. You're back. Uh, I am. I, um, I just got in on you at 15 years old uh, running amok in uh, Provo, Utah, or Oregon, uh -huh. Utah. Yeah, I was. I was running amok. I really was. And, you know, it, it was one of those things where I had been, there had been such a push to always, uh, for those of you who have uh, grown up LDS, you got your CTR rings, right? Your choose the right, blah, 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 blah. There was so much pressure to choose the right that I was like, F that. I want to choose everything I possibly can. That's wrong. And, you know, the funny thing about that is that was no choice too, right? It's like now I could only choose things that were rebellious. Like, you know, the phrase rebel without a cause. Well, I was a rebel without a clue, and <laughs> I, I really was. And in that place, I felt like I remember one time my mom got really angry with me, and I was actually right around 16, and she threw me on the ground and started kicking me and told me if I was going to keep choosing this way that um, she, would she would wish that I would die and go to hell. And I literally remember... <laughs> 
You know, when I tell it now, it's kind of funny, right? It's like, <laughs> like at the time, it was really traumatic. What? Well, you know, that's just light and fluffy stories for a Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But it is a kind of, I do have a lightness about it because I'm looking at uh-huh. it going, that's the most ridiculous thing a parent could say to you, right? I want you to die uh-huh. so you can keep, so you can quit choosing things that might mm-hmm. end up in the wrong place, right? And so, uh-huh. and and I just feel like there's a lot of us that have some kind of thing like that where it's like we put so much pressure on ourselves to either choose right or, in my case, choose wrong. Because <laughs> I remember, like, getting up from that experience and, st- and like, I started, we were on a farm in northern Canada. It was cold. And I started walking. And she's like, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to hell. And like I, <laughs> even then you had a sense of humor, darling. I really did, darling. I really did. I was like, no, I'm going to hell. And I start. Well, I don't know where the hell I'm walking. We're 20 miles from nowhere, and I'm in Canada. Well, and that cold. is hell. That is hell. Right that really there. was hell. I was already in hell for crying out loud. But like, it was this sort of decision or defining moment for me where I, at that point. I had to choose everything, quote, unquote, bad, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, wow, I mean, choice has just been one of those things that I have wrestled with and wrestled with. And I have to say that, <laughs> that you know, even when I was teaching my community class and teaching life skills uh, every week and every seven weeks I was teaching about choice, I was able to get some freedom and some some space around it. And I could feel like I was able to choose better things for myself and be more at choice. But I would say it wasn't until access and access tools that I really got how cool choice is, how much freedom you have when you really get how fun choice is and how easy choice is and that there's no right and wrong. And it's like, holy crap. I mean, I'm still finding places where I've been living in a no choice universe. And and mm-hmm. we've been talking about this this week, right, with this show coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting because the title came out of a brainstorm session that's just the way it is. And that was a phrase that my mom said a lot when I was a kid. I would ask, like, you know, um, why are we having, you know, this for dinner? Why do we have to have liver um, and, <laughs> and potatoes every week for dinner? And she would say, that's just the way that it is. And I and and so a lot of my childhood was, um, based in no choice. Like, that's just the way it is. That's just the way the world is. Uh, another favorite was, like, um, life is hard. That's just the way that it is. So, you know, like, it's, it set us up for no choice. It set us up for um, and, and right and wrong choice. And, um, and so no wonder we have a messed up view about choice. No wonder. Did you see what your sister just wrote? She I said she really she liked did. liver and potatoes. <laughs> I hated it. And I didn't have a choice. I did not have a choice whether I ate it or not. I had to sit at the dinner table for hours, and um, and I had to eat it. Otherwise, I couldn't <laughs> leave. So I had no choice around liver and potatoes. <laughs> so welcome to the cho- to the show, uh, Megan and Suzanne's 
processing childhood trauma <laughs> around no choice universes. But here's the dealio, guys. It's like we all have something like this, right? We all have those experiences where we felt like we didn't have choice. Um, either with religion or growing with our parents or at school. And there was there's so much pressure to make the right choice. So I want to say this, and I'm probably going to say it a couple of times. Trying to make the right choice is not the same as choice. It's not the mm -hmm. same as true choice. Trying to get it right, trying to find the right choice is not the same as true choice. Not at all, not even a little bit. Trying to get it right is no choice. That's a no choice universe. It is because how is it? How do you possibly know? I mean, if you're living in that polarity or in that duality, like how how do you even know? Like before you make a choice, you can't even know whether it's right, quote right or wrong. Like it's just about choosing and then seeing what happens, and then being like, oh, cool, okay, well that choice didn't really move me towards where I wanted to go. So, cool, what other choice can I make right now, you know? But, so, it, like, we think that we're going to be able to know for sure whether it's a right or wrong choice to begin with. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love what Merritt said, the liver abuse happened at your house, too. <laughs> Apparently, there's been liver abuse all over America, all over North America. So yes, everywhere you've experienced liver abuse, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Allie's <laughs> was tomato soup. So apparently, um, everybody, oh, yeah, and canned peas. Everybody, and lima beans, everybody has a story about no choice around food. Mm -hmm. Oh, huh. my God, no wonder. No, no wonder. wonder. <laughs> I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. So, like, think about what that sets up if you're like, okay, well, I'd like to start, like, eating healthy. So everything in your body rebels because of all those things you were forced to eat that you didn't want to. And how many of us are still forcing ourselves to eat something we don't actually want to eat because we think it's good for us? Another example of trying to do the right choice. That is not yes. choice. Everything that brought up, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? <laughs> yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boy shirts. Sure, holy sh! Oh boy, this, this that was is, a big one is, for me. This took a left know, turn, huh? Really, it really did. It took a left turn. We had no idea. No wonder we rebel so much about like food. our bodies. <laughs> How many times has a two-year-old or a five-year-old or seven-year-old that the choice was our parents' choice and it wasn't ours, right? <laughs> yeah, we're frying people already. <laughs> and hey, and hey, you guys, we're having a blast in the chat room. So go to a to zen fm and click on the chat room and come play with us because we have Merritt and Rhonda and Megan and Lori and Allie and Gypsy Jen and Candace and another Gypsy. Maybe it's maybe we have two Gypsies today. So uh -huh. come and join us. Come and join us. I think we require a, a, a show about abuse on food and how we did a no-choice reality with food when we were kids, and so now we've got to get through that somehow. <laughs> yeah. And I am like, I like 
do not, you know this, honey, like, do not tell me what to eat. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I know. No, I will choose what I, and, and that away, in a way, is also that rebellious, no choice. I have to choose against anything anybody else wants me to do, which is not actually a choice. So everywhere that you have thought you took a stand for yourself for choice, but really just entered a new, lovely, feng shui jail cell of no choice, can we uncreate and destroy that place? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. The other thing I think that for me, like, was really significant is that, like, you would the things that I would choose, I oftentimes got in trouble for. Uh, and mm-hmm. so what would happen is, is that as soon as I would choose that, my choice got taken away. So then mm-hmm. I have in I have choice and no choice linked. If I make a choice, if I make the wrong choice, then all my choices will be taken away. Mm-hmm. So everywhere that you have that choice actually equals no choice to you, will you uncreate and destroy that, please? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. And all the definitions you have of choice about uh, whether it made you a good girl or a bad boy or all of that stuff, anything that you think choice is supposed to represent that it isn't, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, well, and all, all nine, all boys, nine boys, shorts and beyond. Boys, shorts and, beyond. and all the projections, expectations, separations, judgments, rejection, decisions, computations, and conclusions that you have about choice and what choice is and what choice isn't and what choice will lead to and what it won't lead to and trying to get the right choice and trying to avoid the wrong choice and everywhere that you've aligned and agreed with and rejected and refused choice in any way can we uncreate and destroy all that. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah, this doesn't have, en- there's no energy on this for uh-huh. anybody. <laughs> no. Lori says we've just entered a shit storm. <laughs> we really have. So, but here's the thing. Here's why we're talking about this. You guys, your choices, our choices create our future. Mm-hmm. And we're ch- we actually have the capacity to choose something new every 10 seconds. And mm-hmm. there's no such thing as like, oh, now I'm stuck in that choice. Like last week something came to me um and thank you, Lori, for, for posting it in Weird on Air. But it was what came to me was when you judge a choice, then you move into choice equals consequence, right? So choice plus a judgment equals consequence. If you allow yourself to get curious when you choose, then that creates awareness. So choice plus mm-hmm. curiosity equals awareness. And mm-hmm. so... In the game of choice, the true game of choice, what true choice is, is that I get to create a future in every moment of every day. I'm creating my future right now. And that Mm -hmm. if I don't like what I choose, I can choose again. Or if I don't, it's like, hmm, yeah, that didn't feel fun. I want to choose this now. With actually no judgment about it, simply an awareness of, oh, that didn't create greater for me. Mm-hmm. And one of the mm-hmm. things that that I've really, really gotten is that most people do not have a freaking clue how to choose greater. They're trying so hard to choose what's right that they actually can't see what will 
to what will create greater for them. And mm -hmm. what most of us do is because we're actually living in, if you're trying to choose what's right, what's the right choice, you're living in an algorithmic universe. You're living as a computer. You're living what you were actually not in free choice. So mm -hmm. when you're, when you actually get that choice is the thing that it really engages you in the molecules of creation and that it's a toy. It's a pogo stick. It's a, it's a basketball. It's your toy of choice. It is, it, that's all that it is. It's a magic wand that gets you into new portals of opportunity, reality, and possibility. And it's the funnest thing ever. I have never felt so free around choice in my entire life. And it feels amazing, you guys, to feel like I'm surfing the universal molecules, right? It's like, ooh, what would that be like? Cool. I'm going to choose that. Ooh, what would that be like? Ooh, ooh. Okay, no. All right. Over there. You know, like, and it's just complete play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which I mean, most, all of us want to feel free. We want to feel expansive. We want to have space. And when you are doing this crazy dance with choice, you are not, you are in like, you are in a no choice universe, which feels constricted, which feels heavy, which is just a lie. It's really interesting having so many people write in the chat room about their experiences as a kid and how they didn't trust their own choices or they didn't have a choice because of, you know, their the authority, their parents choosing for them, right? And so how many of us have actually given up on choice? We are still waiting for that authority figure, for that person out there, or for that, quote, parent to tell us what to do and to tell us what choices to make. I see this all the time. Megan, you see this all the time in personal development. People coming to us and saying, hey, what's the right choice for me? Please tell me what to choose, right? Because they've lost touch completely with their own ability to choose. They're still looking outside of them to see what, quote, the right choice is for them. There's a there's a whole ton of people that are going shopping from one person to that program to that coach to that, you know, therapist to that whatever, basically saying, hey, tell me what I should do. Tell me how to live my life. Tell me what I should feel. Tell me how to fix this problem because I don't know how. I don't have a choice. I don't know how to do it. I don't know what's true for me, right? Or they have... They actually know what they want to choose, but they're looking for someone to tell them it's the right choice so they can go ahead with it. Right. I see that so yeah. much. Right? Yeah. It's like they're actually looking for validation when they already know what they want to choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So everything that that brought up for everybody um, mm -hmm. and all the ways in which you're outsourcing your choice and um, outsourcing your affirmation of yourself, can we uncreate and destroy all that? Yes. Yes, right and wrong, good and bad, punk, punk, all mine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. I really, this is really interesting, Gypsy. So we have a Gypsy Jen and we have a Gypsy in the room now. We have a Gypsy reunion going on. Abs <laughs> she says, absolutely, I was waiting for permission, even though my parents, even though my parents are dead. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So anywhere you're waiting for permission to choose for you, to choose mm -hmm. you, 
to choose your life, your living unapologetically. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Well, and then we're also looking for God to tell us what to do, too. Merit says that, right? Like, instead of being able to make our own choices and trusting our journey, she's talking about feeling really disempowered um, and and wanting God to, to tell us what's right and to help us choose. Wow. <laughs> wow. And then... Um, Allie just shared, as the first child and grandchild, they did not let me choose. I remember my grandpa saying, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And there's other there's other people sharing that in our house, the choice was dad had choice. No one else but dad mm-hmm. had choice, right? And so, mm-hmm. gosh, no wonder we're all messed up around choice for hell's <laughs> sakes. So I I would like to do a couple <clears throat> biomimetic mimicry clearings before we go on break is that okay with you hun sure okay and by the way if this is your first show and you're hearing this pot and pock stuff um it is an energy it's a very potent energy clearing you don't have to know what it means for it to work on you i would invite you to actually just experience it and notice the energy if your little brain needs to know what it is um then go to the clearing statement com and that will give you more information about what we're talking about here. So, okay, so ev- okay, Whew. ha, hmm. Everywhere and anywhere that your family's choices were the sum total of what you could choose, and everywhere you biomimetically mimicked a no choice universe, can we now uncreate and destroy that, please? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. <sighs> Everywhere and anywhere you bought the point of view that that tr- that you do not have free choice in every moment about every single thing in your life. Can we uncreate and destroy that place? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. Woo, we got a lot of yeses going down. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Keisha, take us to break. most people live in the land of either or it's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it on love life and all things weird megan silito and suzanne stoffer bring you inspiration awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and, Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? 
thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, 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 welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We have hit up like a nice topic. There's a lot of energy around this, <laughs> around choice around no choices, around all the stuff that we learned as kids about whether we had choice or no choice or all. I mean, this place is a rockin' today. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Woo! Now, here's, see, the thing is, is I think we all kind of get that how much freedom and lightness is possible with this. And we've just mm-hmm. played out, it's just played out in such a heavy way in this reality. And it's like, mm-hmm. and and we're and we still perpetrate it. I mean, we've been having conversations this week, and we kind of we tend to call each other when we kind of go into that no choice universe, right? But we don't always receive that calling out very good because we really want to be right that we don't have a choice because sometimes it's fun to be a victim. Um, and the, and I think we're super. Well, yes, cute. actually, that that just happened for me this morning. Just right before the show where yeah. I was like feeling super overwhelmed about my day because I'm working until about 8 p.m. tonight and I have so many clients and I was like, ah, it's just too many clients. And Megan turns to me and she's like, uh, babe, you make your own schedule. Why did you do that? <laughs> and I was like, she didn't like that much. Up. I was like, shut up. Okay, it's hard. Like this client wanted this and this client wanted that and they're leaving tomorrow, and I have to do it. And she's like, uh, really? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I never do that, so that's the good news. Yeah, I know, right? So, it's like, I mean, talk about, like, wow, wow, I have no choice, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I have so much choice, and I have so much gratitude, and I have so much like, I love my clients, and I really do have the freedom to put them anywhere I want. And here I am, like, wow, wow, you know, like, mm-hmm. I don't have a choice. It's mm-hmm. really cute. Yeah, Gypsy Jen said, too many clients, nice problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Poor me. 
I'm such a victim. <laughs> well, and you know something that something that we've been talking about lately is both of us are on thyroid medication, and and I have been for. Yeah, I think you, maybe both of us, about the same amount of time, maybe six, eight years, something like that. And we've just begun to ask the question, like, is this still what my body wants, right? And and I wanted to say this again, you guys. It's this when you start to go any place that you feel like you don't have choice, start asking what else is possible here. It's not about like, oh, medication is wrong. I must go off all my medication right now. Again, that puts mm-hmm. you in another no choice universe that we're not it we're just actually in the question of asking our bodies, "Hey, buddy, what's true for you now? What else is possible now is that Is that what you really want now and And so we're actually coming into the question and into curiosity, and that is the biggest tool that I could probably say, and that's back to choice plus curiosity was awareness getting just starting to ask questions in places where you feel like it's just the way it is. My, this is just mm-hmm. how my mom is and I don't have any other choice. You know, this mm-hmm. is just the way my boss is. This is just the way my body is. And just, this is just the way it is. And what we do when we do that is we get out of that true choice and into the no choice universe as soon as we make those kind of declarations. And so, and, and it's really been, a uh, desire of mine to find anywhere where I'm not allowing myself choice, even if I get the great victim kudos that are so fun to get from time to time. Uh, I I mean, the, this play and this freedom I'm experiencing with choice is so delicious and so juicy. I want to experience it everywhere. I want to know that I'm at choice in every moment of every second of every day. We always are mm-hmm. in choice. We always have choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I love it because it can be really sneaky. Like I hear a lot when people are choosing whether they're going to coach with us or me, and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, like my husband says no, right? Like <laughs> well, my husband says I can't. My, the budget says I can't. Their, the mm-hmm. bank account says I can't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like one of our favorites lately is the aging thing, right? Like, well, you know, that's just the way it is. Like you gain weight as you get older. Mm-hmm. You lose muscle mass as you get mm-hmm. older. Right? Like, I mean, there is just literally hundreds of examples of where we have adopted, bought the lie that there is no choice, that there that it is just the way it is. You know, how many doctors diagnose us with stuff and then we say, that is just the way it is. See, well, the doctor said that this is the way it is. And so, therefore, you know, I'm going to have to be on this medication for the rest of my life. Well, I have an anxiety disorder. That's just the way that it is, right? So it, it's it's really, in, it's so built into our culture and into our society about that's just the way that it is, that there is no choice, it, especially with regards to our bodies, I think. It's really interesting. You know, I hear a lot, like, in the wintertime, well, I'm sick, you know, I get sick every winter. <clears throat> you know, my kids are sick, so therefore I got sick. You know, like how how much of that is just massive conclusion, massive conclusion instead of being in the question of like, huh, I wonder what else is possible here. I wonder if I could go through the whole winter without without being sick. 
what would it take for that to happen? So, yeah, yeah. How, many, and, and, how many big ways and small ways are you doing no choice? Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Oh, I thought you were going to do a clearing, so I was pausing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> I really can't. Oh, yeah, okay, here it is. Um, yeah, it's like there's... Um, uh, I was just looking in the chat room and, and some of the conversations that are going on in there, like my choices hurt others. So I want to do a clearing on that. Um, uh, Gypsy Jen said, just the way it is would have meant I would have be, I would be dead by now. So fuck that limitation. <laughs> and so I love that. I mean, I, and, and what I, what I'm realizing is that there's a lot of really subtle ways. The more I have freed myself up and the bigger life that I've chosen for myself, there's the more that this stuff gets sneaky and, and I want to just speak to the aging thing. Like I never really, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that I'm about 16, like, and I turn and I've never really had a thing like the numbers around, like how old I was never made sense to me because of this reality's pers- points of view about what that number means. Right. And so I was like, that's mm-hmm. a weird number. But for some reason, when I turned 50, it plugged in this whole thing where I've been talking like an old person, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, I'm getting old, blah, blah, blah. And Suzanne's like, what are you talking about? You're like 12. Like, what are you, what is the matter with you? And I, and hon, I really appreciate that because I don't want to do that. But what I realized was, is that my, I was raised by my grandparents and I um, basically came to them when they were between 48 and 52. Right. And so and that conversation was going on in my house since the time I was really the first conscious conversation I ever heard was um, they were going to die and where who was going to raise me because they were getting old. That's the first conversation mm-hmm. I heard. And so I just started I turned 50 and that conversation started going on in me. And I'm like, what mm-hmm. the F am I doing? Right. And so a lot of the stuff you guys are is just triggered by coll- the collective is triggered by your family systems. Like it's so crazy to me, even after people sometimes take my money courses and they get that money, you you don't let money choose for you. You choose for you. They still go, well, the budget says like, no, the budget is not in charge of you. What do you say? Mm-hmm. What is your choice? Mm-hmm. No, like what's possible for my body at 50 or screw 50 altogether what's possible for my body on wednesday january 27th what's possible Mm -hmm. today for me right and that's coming into the choice universe and and to be like really cultivating that freedom of choice is to to realize that you're a choice about everything every day and everything that doesn't allow Mm -hmm. you to know that can we uncreate and destroy it please yes right wrong good bad pot and pock all nine boys shorts and beyonds so Shakti wants to pot and pot the paralysis, like of of getting paralyzed in in not choosing. I think mm-hmm. is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Let's do it. Okay, so everywhere you have paralyzed yourself in a no choice universe, so you won't make the wrong choice. <laughs> can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, yes, pot and yes. pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds, and everything you have done. To not perceive, to not know, to not be, and to not receive what true choice actually is, 
will you destroy and uncreate that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And I really, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, but we kind of like glazed over a little bit as far as the 10 seconds thing. Um, and that you have that really like living your life in 10 second increments creates so much freedom. Like, okay, so, um, you know, today I'm, or in this 10 seconds, I'm 44. And in this next 10 seconds, I'm five. And in this next 10 seconds, you know, I choose to run. And this next 10 seconds, I choose this. It's kind of like what we talked about last week, your analogy around vegetarianism, like, you know, and getting stuck in that, uh, those identities and those defining moments. So so you could choose vegetarian to be a vegetarian for a thousand 10-second increments. But, you know, like you could do it for five years or 10 years. How many 10 seconds is that? But being at choice all along the way, right? Being at choice every single 10 seconds. And how would it feel to live in 10-second increments? Like, um, you know, in in some ways, when I first heard that, I was I felt overwhelmed by my choices. I felt overwhelmed by the sheer amount of choices I would be making or be conscious of making if I was living in 10-second increments. And then when I started doing it, it was so much fun. It was so awesome. I was just like, holy cow, like this is so great. I feel so free. It's it's so fun. I can redefine myself in 10 seconds. It was so freeing. So now Megan and I, it's so funny, like on a weekly basis, we kind of just slow down a little bit, look at each other, and it's like we've totally changed. And so I'll be like, ooh, who are you? You know, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, ooh, you have totally changed. Like, who are you? And it's because, in my opinion, we are living more and more and more at choice. Yeah. I wanted to add something to that, Han, which is that that it brought something up for me, is most people think that who they are is a definition, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and well-meaning, metaphysical people out there like, well, who are you really? Oh, your love, your kindness, your list, your that. Even in the positive, is still a definition. We're mm-hmm. actually choosing who we are every single day. We are the culmination of choice, not a definition, not a conclusion. And so mm-hmm. that's what's so fun about being in this choice universe is that, like, no wonder couples like, you know, you see that couple across the the restaurant, right? They're reading the paper and they haven't looked at each other or talked to each other once the entire meal, right? And it's like because mm-hmm. they have settled into a conclusion of who each other is. They have not mm-hmm. like chosen anything new in 20 years, so there's really nothing new to talk about, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like this whole evolution of, hey, like I get to choose who I am in every moment. I get to make up who I am. Oh, like, and think about all the definitions. Oh, I'm someone who struggles with money. What? Mm-hmm. Right? I'm someone who struggles with weight. And that all kind of hangs out in our definition and, instead of, hmm, wow, what, what other choices do I have here? What else could I choose here? And, and one of the things I think that happens is that we want to find that one choice, right? 
it's like the we were talking about people that shop coaches and stuff, right? They're looking for the right way. They're looking for that one choice. And I would say this especially happens for you because of you being a reader, a psychic reader. People want to know what they should choose, right? What the right choice mm-hmm. is. Well, mm-hmm. what that is, guys, is that you going unconscious. That's you saying, okay, I want to make one choice. I want it to be the right choice. And I never want to have to think about it again which actually Mm -hmm. is you going unconscious and choosing an unconscious life. Actually, choosing consciousness is about being in choice in every moment and realizing that there is billions of choices, not one choice, and that it it is all about surfing. It's just about, oh, what wave do you want to catch now? So everywhere you've been looking for the one choice that's going to solve everything, the one tool, the one coach, the one whatever, the one religion, the one anything, that the one diet that's going to solve the problems, the one pill, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. And we and have... So we have Lori on the line, and so we're going to go on break, and when we come back, we'll take Lori as our caller on Love, Life, and All Things. Dance it out, peeps! Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and, Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 
880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. I'm Suzanne, and we have Megan, and we are having an awesome time talking about choice and no choice, and we have a caller on the line, uh, Lori, who has a question about all of this madness. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you guys? Super good. Super I think you must, be our, you must be one of our most regular callers. Becky and you, I, I think. Th- <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> well, you know, when you guys put the um, put the topic on um, on the Facebook page, I it just like jumped right out at me because um, because I have just experienced this this recently, and I just wanted to kind of just share a little bit of my experience about choosing out of um, out of taking medication that I had been on since 1999. So it was oh. kind of a big a big thing, but um, it was super it was super scary just to kind of jump into that. And I um, like looking back, I felt like for me that was the only way I could do it. Um, I felt kind of like I needed to just make a choice and never look back. Um, and so I, the thing that I love about this topic, though, is because it's, it's so incredibly empowering. And I feel like there's so many people out there who, who just really just want to um, take their doctor's advice. They want to, you know, they, they believe, they, they really just want to believe somebody um, out there. And for me, that was, a big part of what my path kind of took me to is that I kind of got out of wanting that acknowledgement of a wrongness about me because that's really where it was. Is it was the doctor was acknowledging, yes, you have a wrongness and we're going to fix it with this. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and I was just kind of done. I was just done feeling like, like I was wrong. Like my body, like my body came into this world as it did. And so for me personally, it was a really huge step to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to believe my body now. I'm going to step into a place of choosing to believe what my body has to say. And I'm going to listen to what it's saying to me. And, um, and, and I, I think that like through this period, it felt, um, it it wasn't super easy. I mean, it's not like it was something that every single day I was like, okay, I chose it, now I'm on, and I'm good to go, and I feel fabulous. There was a lot of times, and I think that um, I think it's hard sometimes in some of these bigger choices that we make. It's hard sometimes to feel like supported. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm yeah, asking so- like. So I guess I'm asking, what would you like? What, how would you recommend somebody if they're going to make a big choice? I mean, at the time, I made a choice to uh, start my own business and quit my job, and 
um, and then get off medications at the same time. Um, but, and those are all really big things to try to do at one time. So what, what a, I guess what is your recommendation for somebody who's just kind of stepping into this place of, I want, to, I want to try to choose something different, but this is a big thing, and it feels super scary, and it feels like I'm going to be, I'm going to go crazy if I, if I'm not pulling back to the same thing that I've been doing this whole time. So one thing that um, stood out for me, Lori, and I just want to um, just kind of catch you for a minute, uh, just for your for moving forward, is like I felt like that was the only choice I had. It, it it wasn't the only choice you had. It was the choice that you mm-hmm. chose. So right. everything that makes you think that's the only choice you had, can you uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. So that's because when, so even though it was like, I know it was you, it was bigger than that. You were making a demand for a different life, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, yes. and that was yes. the choice that's that felt like. That was the choice that felt like would help you create that faster than almost anything else, right? So it's like it felt like the choice that would get you to that different life more quickly, which is awesome. And and like is celebrate that. But it's quite possible that some of the bumps came from the no choice. I have to do this, right? And so you talk about support. One of the ways to support ourselves is to stay in question. Right. And to ask, OK, what what else is needed right now? What else what else could I bring in? What else what else is available that might support me in this? Who is available that might support me in this? So when you ask about having people coming up against some bigger choices, like asking those questions is super, super important. And the other piece, I think, is the awareness that there are small choices and big choices and that um, big choices require, I believe, us to choose and choose and choose and choose, just like what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. It's like when I say, hey, ooh, I ha- I like you, and that's a small choice, right? If I say, I'm going to marry and move in with you, big choice. Why? Because it, it – because it <laughs> – it, it involves so many people, right? It's like it involves – Everybody in your universe, it involves everybody in my universe. I'm pulling in a whole universe in that big choice. And 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 for sure, big choices, I believe, like I would rather do them in support. I would rather do it with a coach uh, or within some kind of a program where I feel like supported because because this this society does not support free choice and it doesn't support big choices very well. Um, and not in a mm-hmm. conscious manner. And and even with big choices, what do we do, right? It's like, okay, I'm married. That's it. End of story. What? Right? There's there, The movie doesn't go past boy gets girl, right? It's like, <laughs> now what? Right? And it's like there's all these other billions of choices that open up. And, and I feel like um, really like when we make really big choices, it is important that we get support. And it is important that we stay in question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Thanks. Cool. Thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Like that's so inspiring to those people, you know, like to all of us who have had that, you know, idea of this medication. I'm dependent on this medication. I'm not okay without this medication. I'm not happy without this medication. And, you know, and you going through that process and saying, hey, 
um, I get to choose something different, actually getting through to the other side, right? So thank you for coming yes. on and sharing and inspiring all of those out there that even in those types of things, you know, of like how many years of taking this medication every day that you found a way through it. I think it's awesome and inspiring. So thanks for coming on and sharing that with us. You're welcome. My pleasure. Go, Lori, All go. Right. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Bye. <laughs> so I actually awesome. wanna, I want to kind of piggyback that just a little bit. Um, one of the things that I see people do is they actually obsess about small choices so they don't have to make big choices, right? So it's like so many times when people, clients come in with the same issue like week after week and then I'll I'll ask them something like, okay, well, how many hours a day are you obsessing about this? Oh, three, oh, five, oh, six. When that's happening, what I know is that there's an avoiding of a bigger choice. That There's like, what do you want your life to be? You know, what do you want your contribution to be? What are your capacities? What's your genius? Those are really big choices, and those are choices that take us into really big space. Most people are scared of that big space, so they sit and kind of, uh, I would say, stem out on small choices, right? Like I, I had a girl in one of my classes that she was always obsessed about food and what she was eating and what she was eating and what she was eating and what she wasn't and what she wasn't eating. How many hours a day are you thinking about food, preparing food, blah, blah, blah? She said eight hours. I was like, oh, my God, right? I was like, well, what would you be doing if you didn't have this obsession? She goes, I don't know. And that's that's the thing. It's like we're, we're scared of that space. We're scared of that unknown place. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So totally so much to think about, you guys. Like, consider living in 10-second increments and taking some of this and throughout your week. And we're super excited to come back next week with a whole new theme. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about relationships. Aha! Uh-huh. That's so and awesome. And the other thing that we wanted to give a shout out, we're uh, starting our eight-week money program. And oh my gosh, you guys, this is going to be huge. I have people that are telling me that are in the program that's already, money is already changing for them. We're going deep. We're going big. We're going to put this info on Weird on Air in case you've been on the fence and want to sign up. We'll put that info out. And I will be teaching my first foundation February 11th through 14th in Salt Lake City if anybody is looking for their next level of access tools. So I just wanted to toss that out too. Awesome. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of Anne and claim your marvelous, magical life.